Hello, everyone, and welcome to Grow With Us. My name is Evan Barton, and I'm your host who helps create conversations with the innovators and leaders of a growing tech center in Tulsa, Oklahoma. The Grow With Us podcast highlights in Tulsa Talent's work, abridging Tulsa talent with tech opportunities and the revolutionary work around the city. In Tulsa's mission is to connect talented individuals and companies to stimulate economic growth in Tulsa and to create more prosperous communities across the region. Each episode, Grow With Us discusses the growth of opportunities, the growth of communities striving for change, or the tech and innovation that is changing the landscape of Tulsa. On this episode of Grow With Us, we're in conversation with Luke Sudo, Membership Coordinator at the Dennis R. Equality Center. We discuss Luke's involvement in programming events for the Equality Business Alliance, different programs available to folks in the queer community, and the ways to serve locally in LGBTQIA spaces. Luke, it's so great to have you on. I'm super excited for this episode. No, likewise. Really excited to chat, share a little bit more about what's going on at the Equality Center and just learn more what's going on with you all. Yeah, I think I think we have really, um, well, at least in my world, we have, a, I would just say, I am very invested in the work that the Equality Center is doing. Um, everyone on this podcast knows I'm a, a part of the LGBT community, so I'm really excited to kind of share that information um, and talk through how, you know, I navigate this space and then also like the spaces that um, are available to everyone here in the Tulsa community. So I'm really excited to get started. Um, go ahead and introduce yourself and kind of whatever way you feel comfortable. Tell us your story. Yeah, totally. Well, first of all, I'm excited to have the space today to talk more about what's going on at the Equality Center and kind of my origins with it. I moved to Tulsa about two years ago from Washington, D.C., and working in LGBT centers has been something ever since I uh, graduated college that I've been really invested in. I, I started out at the D.C. Center for the LGBT community on their board of directors, and as soon as I made the transition to Tulsa, I knew that I wanted to be involved um, in the local you know, LGBT scene and see how I could support the center. And so something that I really love about all the LGBT centers are they're connected, you know, everyone knows everyone. And so when I came um, to Tulsa and had a conversation at OKEQ, there was that instant connection with what was going on at the DC center. And I just, um, you know, knew I would uh, really want to be involved. And so that's kind of um, how I got a little bit more anchored in Tulsa. But I've always, you know, ever since I was little, I've moved around a lot. I was born in California, lived, spent a lot of time in Texas, and then, as I mentioned, uh, moved to D.C. So really, I was um, excited to try out, you know, a little bit of a smaller city. I had lived in Los Angeles, San Antonio, you know, those million plus places. And so um, Tulsa wasn't on my radar before, but I'm so glad that through Tulsa Remote, it gave me that opportunity to really see what a unique, what a thriving, and especially you know, innovative queer scene and community there is. And so being a part of OKEQ has been incredible. And especially, you know, through the last couple of years as I get acclimated in Tulsa. That's amazing. I, I love hearing that. Especially, I, I really like hearing too about um, a lot like queer people coming to town and experiencing Tulsa for the first time too. Because like, I, I guess was a, a baby queer person <laughs> whenever I... Uh, <laughs> came out of the closet at 15 or whatever. And so kind of 
but that was here in Tulsa. And so kind of navigating, you know, this space, um, this landscape, and really this even political environment. I mean, I, I definitely think you have to throw that in there when you're considering um, navigating mm-hmm. these spaces, uh, especially as a queer person, it's it's something to c- take into consideration. And so I'm glad that, um, you know, nothing scared you off when you came. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, what I love too, and I think this could have been, you know, obviously Texas is a, lot, is a lot different, but I think that geographic similarity or growing up somewhat adjacent, um, you know, I wanted to dive more in this region. I wanted to think more about especially how I can be supportive of, you know, my fellow community members. And something I was really impressed about in Tulsa with the Equality Center and just the community in general was how involved folks were. You know, again, the DC Center, um, you know, had less programming, even though it was a much bigger city. So I was really impressed to see the depth and breadth in uh, Tulsa, you know, how large the physical space of the Equality Center was, but not just the physical, but really to see the different programming that was going on, the different engaged constituents. So it was really refreshing and surprised me in the, the best of ways to be able to come to Tulsa and see that this was here, it was thriving, and there was that space for me to be a part of it, learn more and, and grow. So that's been the highlight for sure, is kind of being surprised uh, pleasantly and seeing just how much was going on. So that's awesome. No, and I I can I'll also attest to that and the fact that, you know, as I was navigating, you know, being queer as a high school or whatever, the Equality Center was the first thing on my radar. Um, through our high school's GSA. Um, you know, there were people uh, there was uh we always got invites to the equality gala um in high school, mm-hmm. which was so fun and really like I think it might have been the first place I had seen a drag queen live. Like these are like, and that opportunity happened through the Equality Center. So um, I, I, it's always kind of been a part of my my Tulsa based queer experience, which is really really powerful. And I'm I'm kind of glad to know that I'm a part of this community. I've never felt um, separate from it at all as I've been here. I've I, I've had so many conversations with people that. Um, you know, come from places that don't have equality centers. And, you know, it's, we have a really great regional one. So I'm, I'm so glad we're going to, we're getting to talk about it and hear from someone super involved in the programming. So thanks for being here again. <laughs> yeah, no, totally. And I think one other thing I just wanted to underscore with it is, so I think with uh, Tulsa and the political climate, I think it also, you know, makes that call of having a larger equality center, more resources, you know, there's a lot more that needs to be done here and the team coming together, assembling that. And so I think that's the other thing to take into consideration too, is with, you know, the divisiveness going on, it's great to see that through that all, there is a such a rich community here and there is such a support and network. And so I'm excited to see that grow, excited to amplify it here today. And again, appreciate that space. Of course. Um, kind of related to, you know, the work and, and being in Tulsa, I, I'd love to kind of hear how your personal relationship ha- with Tulsa has changed over time. Yeah, no, that's that's a great question. I, I moved here in August of 2020, like I said, through the Tulsa Remote Program, kind of having, you know, minimal expectations, not thinking too much about it. I did a visit I guess a month earlier in typical, you know, fashion, I moved to DC without really checking things out. I kind of jumped the gun here. I think that's always been my life, you know, nomadic growing up with my family, not having a choice. And then with my own choice, you know, just moving here on a whim, but I was definitely, you know, longing for a change. I had been in DC six years and through COVID and just through the intensity through various elections, it really 
started to, to take a toll and I was excited to, to check something else out. And so when I um, got into the Tulsa Remote program and, and moved here, again, I was just really thinking about uh, making a change and having minimal expectations because I've always found that's been helpful in my um, personal journey. And so from August 2020 to you know now, as we think about 2022, there's just been so much personal growth that I've gone through since I've been here. And then also ways that I feel like I've been able to contribute and learn from the community here. And so I'd say probably one of the, the biggest changes is my involvement with the Equality Center. So I actually started as a volunteer um, in late 2020 as I started to get my bearings here. And so it was so great to just invest in that way first, understand the staff, understand who came to the center, who we were supporting. And so as I kind of got the, the hang of things, I had a really great conversation with the team and we were able to uh, create a role that kind of was able to kind of flex on my um, expertise that I work on um, day to day in partnerships and program development. And so that kind of launched my work at the Equality Center in February of, of 2021. So I'd say the, the most kind of profound changes and impacts have been my investment and involvement with the Equality Center, and then also my admiration for Tulsa, you know, local business, really understanding entrepreneurship here, getting to know, you know, how businesses operate, meeting the owners of restaurants, understanding their creative process and flow. That's just something I never had the opportunity to do in DC or the privilege. And I think the environment that's created in you know, I would say maybe medium-sized cities like Tulsa is that intimacy. Folks actually want to support local business, show up for the opening of something new. And so I think that's also been one of the biggest changes is my investment in local community endeavors, supporting whatever is, is going on. And I've really appreciated the friend circle that I've created, both with the remote folks, but then also so many local um, friends as well, that it's been just incredible. To, to get invested and involved here, both on the professional side and then on the personal side. So I would say those have been the, the most uh, you know, profound changes, impacts um, for me since I've been here. That's awesome. I love hearing kind of that perspective on you know, getting acquainted with entrepreneurship, not only through your work, but also just like as a queer person, I think it's interesting that, um, or at least for me, I, I honestly do feel like every space that I go into Either I make it queer or I think about how I'm going to be perceived because I'm queer. Um, and I, I don't know. I, I just think that that's such an important thing to consider. And it's it's good to take up space. It's good to be um, someone that has a, like, you know, you just have those places where you go in, in cities where it's like, oh, you know, you're going to be treated a certain way because you've bet you've met with the business owner or you know what the type of crowd is that's there like honestly that's a huge thing for me just in terms of going out and being comfortable in a city um i am I'm, I'm proud to say that there really aren't a lot of places in Tulsa where i'm like oh i don't go there because like they're not nice to queer people or that you know they're going to call something's going to happen there i don't i'm not very fearful of that whereas in larger cities the the possibility of that happening can can be sometimes more or even concentrated to a specific area. And so I think kind of putting in that legwork, um, you know, not only through your, your uh, professional work, but also just personally exploring the city, it's a great um, kind of exercise and creating comfortability. Yeah. And I think I kind of have a couple stories there of, 
you know, thinking about local business here and especially queer business owners, it's been one of the most affirming things for me. Because again, as I've said, you know, minimal expectations coming here. I didn't know if there were any, you know, local queer business owners or where, you know, where were they on the map? Like, how were they represented? And I was just so excited um, through my work at OKQ and then also just personally meeting with several, you know, restaurateurs that are in the community and seeing, you know, them landing on, you know, James Beard, national spotlights, seeing them land in regional, you know, spotlights. It's just been incredible to see not just their local impact, which is incredibly invaluable, but then also that national reach, us feeling on the map here represented and especially folks um, nationally to really know and understand that Tulsa has a vibrant queer scene that's blossoming, that's entrepreneurial. And so meeting different, you know, restaurateurs, other business owners has just been so inspiring for me as I think about my own path and ways that I can can support those folks and, you know, think about my own future endeavors. But that actually really helped me solidify staying here. It helped me feel like this is a place where I can grow those roots. And so that's just been another huge reason for me wanting to, you know, further invest here and be a part of the community. Yeah, I love that. Well, we're glad to continue to have you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So kind of just talking about the work, uh, I, it makes me want to know more from you. And, and I definitely know that our audience would love to know more about the Equality Center. So kind of tell us more about um, the Dennis R. Neal Equality Center and, and your role there. With the role that you created for yourself, which is also amazing and props to you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, no, it's been such a, a great journey, especially having that volunteer perspective, which fun fact through the Equality Center, there have been um, so many folks that started out as just constituents themselves, then volunteers, and then kind of making that investment grow with um, being on the staff. So I think it's created a unique community there of folks that have seen it from all sides. So I really love that perspective of um, and trajectory of folks that start out as constituents, grow to volunteering, and then you know become um, staff members. I think it makes a really unique and exciting um, group of people. And so. I think something really unique about the uh, Equality Center in Tulsa versus others, again, with my experience in D.C. and just, um, you know, supporting other groups, it's been really incredible to see the depth and breadth of programming that happens um, here, especially, you know, in Tulsa. I had, you know, no idea that there would be a health clinic, mental health counseling, an art gallery. I mean, just a myriad of different programs, and especially with such a small staff. I am on a nonprofit in my kind of full-time day-to-day, and I'm always just so impressed by, you know, a small and mighty team and what they're able to um, accomplish. So I have just the utmost respect for, you know, any small team and, and what they can do. And so I really, you know, something that appealed to me when I first started was beyond just the the general programming, the passion that I saw from other staff members, the passion I saw from volunteers and the board. You know, folks are really bought into the mission. They have their own stories that just are incredibly um, impactful, emotional. I think that's something that, you know, swayed me in the beginning. I, you know, living in DC, living in LA, these big cities, I never truly thought about the impact of, you know, rural populations and being queer and what that could look like or seeing you know, the impact and learning from youth in the programs at the Equality Center who would drive for hours 
um, from rural Oklahoma to come to programming and just the smiles on their faces, the way that the Equality Center has changed their lives was really an emotional experience for me and, and kind of challenging at times when I thought back on my own life growing up and not having this space in the same way. And, and I'm just so excited for where we are now and for, for future kids as well, what these programs can mean, what they've done. But then also it makes us think of a call to action. How can we make sure folks don't also have to drive so many hours? As inspiring as that is, how can we make sure that there's local uh, programs as well? So recently, OKEQ has uh, continued to bolster and develop a myriad of different chapters um, across uh, the state. And so there's several kind of different outposts in Bartlesville, Muskogee, uh, McAllister and, and Tahlequah. And again, you know, answering that call so folks don't have to drive, you know, three hours, two hours to get those services. And so I think that's been so inspiring to see that OKQ listens, that OKQ is kind of solutions oriented, really thinking about where we need to grow those resources. But I can tell you those stories from those kids have just been so inspiring and remind me, you know, we have a lot of work to do. We can celebrate the wins, which helps us, you know, continue the momentum, but there's always um, more to be done. So I appreciate that outlook um, that OKEQ um, has consistently. Yeah, no, that was, that was amazing. And I, I think, I think you hit the nail on the head with kind of just um, the expansion, the outreach of the, of this, of the programming is so important. Cause I, I mean, I, I think about it often how, like I didn't live in Tulsa until I was like 10 years old. So if I had, you know, never moved to Tulsa, you know, obviously it wasn't my choice at the time, but um, if I hadn't moved, like, I don't know if I would have gone to a high school that had a GSA and it probably wouldn't. Well, and I, but I would have been in Muskogee. And so maybe if I would have been growing up now, <laughs> then the answer to that is yes, which is awesome. That means that you guys have like, like you said, listened and adjusted. And I, I, I do think it's so important that, um, you know, Oklahomans and especially the Oklahomans that are in these urban areas, like do not discount the rural experience. Um, mm -hmm. I think it's so um, just, just important to consider the fact that our, our queer um, community members are not the queer communities that are, are, that are the closest to us. If we're going to be in this together, we need to be in this together and not, and not, um, you know, sectioning each other off just because of proximity. I think that, um, I think that's just a really important message and um, kind of something I experienced like going to college in like a more rural area. It felt like um, we created this like bubble community because that was all that there was. But then now I have close friends that live um, in the community, not necessarily as proximated to the university that we all went to. Um, but they've been able to find that like community of, of queer people, or they've been able to create it themselves. And so I'm glad, um, it, I'm glad that the Equality Center is like kind of putting in that legwork to make that lift, um, easier for those rural communities. Cause it's such a huge part of, of, um, just our experience and just how, how people can tap into queer communities. Yeah, totally. And I, I think something that I really wanted to underscore with my work is just how important it is. You know, we see the narratives on television in the queer community. A lot of the time it is in New York City or Los Angeles, you know, these more urban settings. And I think that it's really important not to discount the experiences you were saying in a rural community in a, you know, 
untraditional sense that when we, you know, think of the media and how we consume it with queer culture, I think there's such a vibrant, um, you know, culture that is existing in the rural communities. I've met so many folks that have shared their stories. And I think it just reminds us, how can we be conscious of that? How can we make sure that we're always sharing that? And so through OKQ, I think it's been one of the biggest um, learnings for me in my time. And I'm excited to continue to share and advocate and figure out, you know, you know, other unique programs, other resources, ways that we can continue um, to advocate. So I appreciate that we can, you know, really have that conversation today and really be thinking for the future. 100%. And I, I think just to continue this conversation in, in a similar vein, I think um, another amazing program that the Equality Center is is a part of is this Equality Business Alliance. So can you kind of go ahead and describe the purpose and the mission of that group? Yeah, definitely. And I think I'll have the most uh, robust answer for you here, just because that's my pride and joy and what I spend, you know, my day to day on. So I'm really excited to to share it and the trajectory and kind of um, the vision that we have. I think the big thing I wanted to mention about it is how invaluable and useful having an alliance is for folks that are new to town, for folks that have been around and want to see what new businesses are queer affirming and supportive. And so the Alliance is basically a directory of Tulsa and, you know, Tulsa metro area businesses, anything from restaurants to yoga studios to therapists that are affirming and not just accepting of the community, but loud and proud about how they come forward, how they love on our community and how they uplift it. And I think that's something important too to remember is that, you know, there's one thing that when it comes to tolerance, but then there's another when it really comes to uh, loving and accepting and embracing um, the queer community. And so that's been incredible to see with the Alliance. And the other incredible aspect has been the tremendous growth that we've seen um, in Alliance members. And so I um, took over about a year or so ago And our big goal was thinking about what other businesses um, are left out on the alliance? Where are the gaps? Where should we be, you know, making sure to reach out to? Because it wasn't that other businesses weren't on yet. They just weren't um, aware of what was going on. And so I have to say that the um, feedback, the outreach efforts have been tremendous. So many folks have signed up. So many folks have re-engaged. We've had a lot of folks that we reached back out to, to renew their um, alliance support and to kind of think about the future 2022, 2023. So it's been really exciting to see that um, growth and also, um, you know, other folks kind of reemerge. And so the, the main kind of theme around the alliance is monthly mixers. And the onus on those mixers is actually the local businesses. So you really get to learn from, see the local businesses venue and space, and then learn more about their mission and why they're a part of the alliance. And so these monthly mixers are just such a great way, not only to meet that business that's hosting, but then a whole you know swath of other new businesses that are joining for the first time that month, businesses that have been you know a legacy and really created the alliance. And so it's just such a great way to network, to be thinking about um, just partnership opportunities. It's been super cool to see Alliance members partner and collaborate on different projects, on different programs. And so that's been incredibly um, exciting. But um, folks can go to 
okq.org and find um, the Equality Business Alliance on there. And it's organized by, you know, different um, industry type, different, you know, organization type. And so folks have their, you know, logo on there, their different um, contact information and a, you know, brief summary. And so it's been so exciting to to see that growth and exciting to see that folks want to network, want to share what they're doing. And I think it's just such a great tool when we think about who's new to Tulsa, who is thinking about where to go that night for dinner, for example, and put their money towards, you know, queer supportive and um, championing businesses. So it's been really exciting to just see that growth. Yeah, no, that's amazing. I pre- and I appreciate you sharing that. That was that was a great, robust answer. <laughs> I, I want to just touch a little bit on kind of the the impetus of the group really being about advocacy, you know, and how it's it's not that, you know, this is a group of businesses that, you know, tolerate gay people like you, like you said, it's not that it's about these are businesses that are you know, wanting to uplift LGBT members of the community um, and also like do business with other uh, queer folks in the community as well. So it's it's not only a source of, you know, customers or art partnerships, like you said, it's like these are people, this is a place of business that is not ever going to look at you differently for the, uh, because of your identity um, in the way that you conduct business. So, and that's such a huge thing. I, I think that, um, uh, when I, I went to one of the mixers, I think a couple of months ago, and um, I th- Toby uh, was like, very, I love the way he communicates, honestly, because it's just so <laughs> right to the point. Um, but, you know, just talking about how I think that there are businesses that, you know, if anyone, I'm, I've got like uh, dip acrylic nails on right now. And so if like I was on a Zoom call or I went to a business meeting and someone was like, not supportive or immediately clocked me as a queer person, there are places that would do that would refuse, not necessarily refuse business, but like maybe, maybe they would, but they also would completely disregard me or, or for, for some, mm-hmm. find some reason that my queer identity is not enough for, or, or, or is something that makes them uncomfortable. We're, we could go on, we could go in, in on this stuff because it really grinds my gears about, just equality and acceptance and all those things as most gay people get um, really riled up about. But I mean, my main point is that um, it is just like so important for the existence of this program, just to know that there is this community of business owners that are, are not only um, standing up for, for this community, but also are like serving it and supporting it and donating and, just creating opportunities. It's, it's actually really important. And I don't think something that's ever going to go out of style as a, as a community element, we need the community to stand up in this way um, as, as I think a testament to its strength. So I I really commend you for this work. (laughs) No, totally. And I appreciate that. And I think the thing I want to bring home that you've also underscored now is that this is much more than, you know, slapping a sticker on their window and that they're, you know, friendly or whatever it might be. It's invested folks, not just through uh, money, investment, through time, effort, collaboration. And one story I want to share that really takes that home is that we had a mixer a couple of months ago and a business uh, told us, which honestly was probably one of the most inspiring and emotional things I've heard is that because they were listed on the Equality Business Alliance, their child felt comfortable enough to come out 
to them. Um, and it really moved me because I it just really helped solidify this work is meaningful, it's needed, and it changed someone's life and made them feel like they could be comfortable enough to talk to their parents about their identity, about yeah. one of the most important things for people. So that really made me feel so good about the work that's going on and for that person, just how inspiring. So I, I think that that's the, the tricky thing. Uh, not, I don't know if it's tricky, but just the the little things when it comes to identity are so important. I mean, it's it's it feels like visibility, but it it ends up being so much more than that. You know, for that child, it was, yeah, my parent listed it publicly that they are going to support LGBT uh, members of this community. And, you know, it, it might have sparked, it just sparked that that moment of vulnerability for them, which is just amazing. So I love that story. I'm sure there's a million of stories, million stories like that too. And I'm, I'm so glad that you, you all get to be a part of that work too. Um, so kind of additionally, let's talk a little bit about like a, an overview of the programs provided by the Equality Center. I know you've touched on a couple like the Equality Business Alliance. We've got the clinic. Um, what are some other ones that um, you'd like to highlight? What I really like about the Equality Center and, and the programs is that there are so many different types to suit different needs, different creative expression, different outlets. And so for folks that are more artists, more on the creative side, more wanting to express themselves in that way, uh, artists can submit to our art gallery. We have a monthly exhibition that showcases and highlights different artists. So that's an incredible way to really get involved there. We have a theater that has different performances for folks um, to attend and, and be involved in. And then also um, on the advocacy side, there's a lot of great ways to stay up to date through OKEQ's policy and advocacy efforts. We post that through our different social media outlets, through our newsletter. And so that's been something inspiring for me coming from DC and working mostly um, in policy to see that happening as well. So I think there's a little bit of something for everyone. There's a lot of programs for parents that have queer youth. So there's a lot of support. Um, in that regard, there's a faith alliance, which is great. Um, something I've really loved about uh, my work both in DC and here is that um, faith also brings a form of community. And I think what's been incredible to see is that it's affirming faith leaders that um, are friendly to the LGBTQ community and don't tolerate any hate or unacceptance. And so that's been something to see as well that faith leaders are a part of this work um, through our uh, faith alliance as well. And then one other thing that I, I've really appreciated is the uh, health clinic, just expanding on that a little more. It only broke ground about two years ago, and it's been incredible to see the uptake, folks feeling safe and comfortable. You know, it's just, it's one thing to go into a doctor's office where you're uncertain, you're not sure you know, how they're going to perceive you, especially if you're in the queer community. And so to be able to get testing, to be able to go somewhere where you won't be judged, you won't worry about your answers and feel just different. It's been incredible to see that uptake. And so that health clinic has changed um, the lives of so many. And I've really appreciated seeing that grow and seeing folks um, really utilize it. So just to, to bring it home, I would say that there's something for everyone and I've been so impressed to see the depth of the programming, the involvement from all ages, 
um, especially uh, the youth for older adults and in between. So we, we definitely don't want to leave anyone out. And so I really love that there's such intentionality when it comes to programming for all different demographics and meeting them where they are, uh, especially. So, yeah, that's amazing. No, I, I think you touched on some amazing programs there too. There's a, there's a few that I want to highlight as, um, just some things that, um, you know, been personally relevant to me. Um, one, one little quick story is that, um, I was on a focus group, a couple of I guess months ago where it was, uh, talking about the importance of like, uh, LGBT testing centers, uh, like access in like our community, mm. like in rural communities or in, in urban communities. And so I kind of talked about um, my experience, like being away in, in college in like a more rural community. But then um, the other person on that call, uh, we both were just like praising the equality center <laughs> in the, so many ways, um, just because it was like it, we didn't even need to question like our access because the equality center is down the road from us. You know, we both work downtown. It was our, it was our beacon for, for all of those mm -hmm. things that kind of just really, um, like you mentioned for testing the state, like just the importance of health for, um, queer folks is so important. I mean, I, I, we can't not forget our legacy, uh, of this, of, and the history of the LGBT community. Um, and you know, why prevention, why testing is so important. Uh, you know, the AIDS crisis mm -hmm. in the eighties and, and even prior to that, like, this is a part of our history. And I really appreciate and, and so commend the Equality Center for really doubling down on that effort, um, and making it a safe space uh, for for queer people in this community. So huge shout out to you guys for that. And um, just know that that work is being recognized. And then additionally, this is a, a little personal in the sense that um, I have been like, craving this type of like outlet for so long but um i really appreciate i don't know if you had anything to do with it but i really appreciated the the drag race viewing parties that you guys have had oh my gosh like it has frustrated me so much like i've been in other cities and gone to drag race viewing parties and like they're popping they're the place to be it's like literally it's our gay sports <laughs> like <laughs> Yes. it's it's the meeting of the minds it's the it just creates this this environment that i i so love around something that is like a, a huge pinnacle in the community and the equality center is the first place in tulsa that hosted those events and so um you know it makes me look a little questionably at some of the other places in town that aren't hosting those events but it also oh. just makes me commend you guys even more for taking that step so huge shout out to y'all for that <laughs> Yeah, no, I appreciate you sharing that. See, that's one thing I um, really appreciated was answering, you know, what folks were wanting, what they needed, you know, community building. And it doesn't always have to be so serious or so, you know, topical just to be able to enjoy and, and watch something together. Um, as you said, our sports. I love that. I, um, I heard so many good things about it and I'm excited to see how we can continue the momentum there, continue to answer um, that call. So I've really loved the evolution of the programming too. We actually, uh, do drag, uh, bingo as well that raises money for pride. And so that's starting back up later this month, just in an effort to, to get ready for, for next year. So that's a super fun time as well that incorporates, um, everything we love to do. So it's, um, just something I've loved seeing. And I appreciate your response there too, because we want to keep doing programming that, that people enjoy. So. 
Oh yeah, and uh, the the current Drag Race universe, we could have a viewing party every other night because there's a new franchise <laughs> starting. There's uh, we just finished Drag Race Philippines. We're on Drag Race UK series four, and from what I know, the the Drag Race fans they literally watch it all. Like I, I'm, oh, yeah. I'm just as guilty. <laughs> I, I I tune in every night, so <laughs> we could be we could be there every day if you wanted us to. <laughs> I know. I feel like I don't. Yeah, I feel like we could just have a twenty-four hour running loop of all the episodes ever, and we never have to leave the building. <laughs> exactly. Um, so, kind of to round us out, this has been an amazing discussion. I, I thank you so much for this. Um, kind of, what are some ways that Tulsans can get involved, or even community members beyond Tulsa can get involved um, with the Equality Center? I know there's probably oodles of work to be done, volunteering. Um, what are what are some ways that people can get involved? Yeah, no, I, so another part of my work in, in membership coordination is working on engagement of, you know, local community, as well as folks that just want to invest in the work we're doing. So something that's been super inspiring to see is our monthly uh, giving really grow as well as um, one-time discretionary gifts that really have helped in a time of COVID, in a time of uncertainty politically, really to help bolster our programming, ensure that it happens. It's incredibly vital um, and our donors have made that possible. So something really exciting that I wanted to share is that you know we've had a lot of local support, which has been incredible, but then beyond Tulsa, it's been really inspiring to see different um, communities that we've worked with, different peers that I know from across the country that have seen and been excited, fellow queer folks in the bigger cities that have wanted to pay it forward and really invest in Tulsa. So it's been really exciting to see them donate monthly, to see them, you know, give what they can. And so that's been such a cool element beyond Tulsa to see folks investing in our work. And then in Tulsa, um, so many local folks uh, giving back their time via volunteering, that is something needed now more um, than ever as we gear up for 2023 events. And so that you can find more information on our website about volunteering as well. And then one other thing I wanted to mention for um, our donors is that Tulsa Remote folks have been incredibly generous as well as they invest in the community, as they go beyond just you know coming here, they really have started to get uh, go that, that second step. And so it's been great to work with folks on um, sustaining giving and really supporting and bolstering the work that OKEQ is doing. And I would say beyond that, just showing up. I think we always uh, forget sometimes that the act of showing up can mean more than anything. Just being present at the drag race events, for example, and you know, just sharing with your friends, being active on socials, promoting what we're doing. It's, you know, it's one thing to, you know, see an event pop up and say, that'd be nice to, to go to, but it's another to really put that effort in and, and show up. I think it's, it's needed now more than ever. We want to keep doing this programming, but, you know, need the, the support for it. So I would say those are a couple of, of different ways to come together. But again, I've just been so inspired by, you know, how active folks are um, in the community and how excited they are for all that we're doing. And so I think just that increase will, will lead to even more of a, of an impact. Oh, no, I, I so agree. And I uh, want to echo all of those things. Um, one thing that I would add is just, 
and this is more of a challenge for me and anyone else that might be navigating these spaces um, with the intention of, you know, I, I love what you said about like showing up, showing up and making a friend. Those are my t- the two challenges that I- I'm I'm okay at showing up. I am not the greatest at making a friend, like putting myself out there. It's something that I shy away from. Um, and you know, gay people can be intimidating sometimes, but I've got to get over <laughs> that because <laughs> they're not going to bite, or we don't bite too hard. So we just gotta just put myself out there and and don't be don't be scared to to make a friend because I think that there's so many people that want that community and. You never know. You might, um, you never know where you're going to meet someone uh, and you never know how you're going to meet them either. So I would just put that out there as well. Um, Luke, thank you so much for this discussion. This has been amazing. Um, Is there, if anyone's interested in getting in touch with you or, you know, questions about some of the stuff we've talked about, what's a good way to um, stay connected with you? Yeah. So a lot of the stuff we talked about, the Alliance, just the different programs are on OKQ. Dot org, And then also, if folks want to um, email me, um, my information is also on the website. Um, and I'm happy to discuss, have conversations. Again, I love getting invested and involved in the community we're doing. And I also want to thank you, Evan, you know, that we can even have the space to have this conversation is something I don't want to take for granted that we can highlight all of this, you know, queer innovation and excitement. And so it's kind of special that we can even, you know, have that space. And I'm excited for folks' reaction and to, you know, share all the good things that are going on. Yes, we had a gay old time. We're going to continue having a gay old time. (laughs) And I have a gay old time every week that we recorded, or every time we do an episode, there's always a little something gay going on. So we're (laughs) we're keeping that going. (laughs) Um, Thank you so much for being on this episode of Growth Us. I really appreciate it. For listeners of Grow With Us looking for new opportunities, please join our talent network to stay in touch with our featured jobs and opportunities at Intulsa and visit talent.intulsa.com. That's talent.intulsa.com. By joining our talent network, you will get access to our newsletter where you can stay up to date with our latest career advice, featured opportunities with Intulsa partner companies, and our placement success stories. Be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts and Spotify to be notified when more episodes of Grow With Us are released. Let us know what you think about how we're doing by rating and reviewing. Huge thank you to our editors at Rant9 Production and Jesse Ulrich. This has been Grow With Us.